Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. So it's uh, it's Taco Tuesday. Um, it's also uh, my wife and I's anniversary today. Anything else going on today, Jason? I think it's called Erection Day, where I have to look at a bunch of dicks on TV all day. You, you, you've been waiting for to use that one for three and a half years, haven't you? No, I came up with it this morning when I was looking at oh, all the okay. dicks on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is Election Day. Um, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm recording from Canada, so this is a bona fide international podcast right now yes it um, is and you sound like you're in a cave in canada <laughs> I, I basically am I'm, I'm in the basement because right now it's the only thing that isn't completely chaotic as we move through the process of uh getting into our new house so um uh, you know eventually i will be up in a in a in a loft studio but uh, as for right now i'm banished to the basement and you are recording on a usb mic the at2005 from audio technica I am because uh, my regular setup is a bit bulky and I opted for things like winter clothes since it's already fucking snowed since I've been here. <laughs> well, you moved to Canada. What do you expect? <laughs> hey, turn on turn on your TV with the talking dicks. Yeah, that's true. That's why I'm out here talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, I mean, uh, as much of a joke as it is, yes, I, I, I am in Canada now and eventually will be here full time. But uh, once I got past across the border, man, my stress levels dipped. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I I have been uh, I have been calm and relaxed and and you know obviously I'm not dumb. We we all know that what happens in America affects the entire world, particularly uh, America's hat, Canada. We're very close to you, uh, but uh, so there there is some trepidation. We want the best result. Um, it will affect us either way, but uh, the fact that it's just not twenty four seven, and you know I'm not hearing reports about people buying guns and and. Uh, you know, bricking up and 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 blocking up their storefronts because they're worried about what's going to happen. Uh, I've had a relatively calm three days, four days now in in my quarantine. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it still sucks down here. And I'm oh. sipping my Tim Hortons coffee, and I had a Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich this morning, Jason. Oh, good for you. I'm having a Guinness because fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> if I were there, I'd be drunk already. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know. <laughs> doctor's orders say no but uh reality says uh maybe just a yeah, little it's a, it's a special day jason special day it is it is a special day and it's funny that uh so i mentioned the fact that you're you're on a different microphone so i figured hey eh, you know today's going to be a shit show anyway because it is that's just it's in the universe i mercury mm -hmm. must be in shit or grade or whatever those quacks talk about i am talking to you today on the mv7 podcast microphone from sure okay how is it? I mean, Sure is a very uh, respected and well-known brand in the music industry. Um, a lot of live mics uh, for concerts, are the Sure SM57 and 58 are stalwarts of the music industry live performance aspect. Yes, as, sure, as is the uh, Sure SM7B, which is famous with many podcasters. But in also, uh, Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on it. Those have been around for ages. This is a kind of a brother of the Sure SM7B. I did some tests side-by-side uh, -side yesterday on it. And uh, they were almost identical. All right. The cool thing about this is it's 250 bucks, but it's built for podcasters. So it's XLR and USB, much like the AT2005 you're on. That's right. Yes. And uh, sure, SM7B is going to cost you 400 bucks. 
Uh, then you still have to buy the cables. You got to buy the interface, the cloud lifter because they're so gain heavy. All that crap. That's gonna it's gonna end up running you like eight hundred bucks to get a SM7B. This is two hundred and fifty bucks out of the box, and you're good to go. So yeah, I, I, I hear your dulcet tones clearly. Yes, yes. So I, we might just actually say fuck it and send you one of these. Cause, okay. <laughs> well, no, this AT two thousand five is going to work, but we'll go. Just think of this as a retro show for a while until Brian comes back and gets his real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say though, this week I I made the mistake of looking at my spam folder on Gmail. Mm-hmm. I usually have like you know three or four a day. There were thousands and thousands of spam email this week mm-hmm. asking for money for Trump. And for Biden, yep, the scams yep. have gone through the roof. Yep, and uh, and the non scams. Uh, I I've legitimate gotten ones from both campaigns, and I have no idea how I got on their mailing list. I guess when you registered as an independent, uh, you're you're fair game. <laughs> yeah, I signed um, up for yeah. one thing from Biden, then I canceled it, and I know that they sold it because or just gave it away. Because it just continued and continued for every race in the country. I got so many text messages now. And I'm sorry, but it's short-sighted to do this. Because next time I'm not going to sign up for anybody. No No. way, no day. I'm not going to donate to anybody. Yeah, It won't won't matter unless you change your email address and your phone number before the next election. Yeah, that's that's if there's a telecommunications infrastructure in place and we're not dealing with nuclear winter at that point. But hey. True, true. It does depend who wins. That's right. Yep. And speaking of the election, I found this one over on Slate, and uh, I, I, you don't agree with it probably anymore, but uh, I certainly do since I'm still stuck down here in the Great Wasteland. Uh, it's called Let's, Let's Just Lie on the Floor and Scream Together, and uh, I think that we can all relate to this one now. It is a, you know, basically about how everybody deserves a good tantrum now and again. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. that that's – and it's not just the election. It's also obviously COVID and, and the pandemic and the ongoing craziness George going Floyd on with that and, and George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. And, you know, it did kind of feel like we had we had things kind of going the right way a, a little bit over four years ago and shit's just falling apart. And, yeah, tantrum. I mean, uh, it's funny because one of the first lines in that was uh, the, the, the author was talking about how they used to just drink one night a week and now they just drink seven nights a week. I'm like, amen, brother. Yep. Yep. What, and what is a night and what is a day anymore? Yep. It's a good article. I certainly recommend reading it. And I, I recommend everybody go have a tantrum every now and again just to get it out of your system because we fucking deserve it. Hey, man. Hopefully by the time everybody's heard this, we've really turned a corner. We're, we're, you know, we're hedging our bets on this one. No, I, I seriously, okay, my, my, there's no way we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna have a winner by the time people hear this podcast. This is gonna go on for at least a week. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Unless Fingers it's a crossed. <laughs> Unless it's a landslide. In the news. Not a lot of news I see that we collected this week. Uh, for for multiple reasons. Uh. You've you've been having tantrums and testing mics. I, I've been trudging through snow to pick up IKEA boxes to try to get some modicum of a house set up here. Uh, also, you know, election has kind of squeezed all coverage off the known universe that isn't related to the election. So, not a lot of uh, not a lot of tech news I saw this week. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit, but I'm just like, screw it, man. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody's, it. Nobody cares about it this week. <laughs> and also, uh, we've got enough feedback in here to choke a horse. So we're going to get, we've That's got a couple a weeks problem. of feed. Yeah, we got a couple weeks of feedback from you guys. So we're going to get to that pretty quick. But you have, you have at least one news story for us, Brian. Would you like to tell us? I do. Uh, I, I found this last night and it was immediately put into action, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so this is from over at TechCrunch. Twitter explains how it will handle misleading tweets about the U.S. election results. So they, have updated their policies again in advance of the U.S. elections and specifically one day in advance this time around. Yep. Uh, yep. So they offered more information about how they plan to prioritize the enforcement of its rules and how it will label any tweets that fall under the new guidelines. They will be talking about presidential election and any other highly contested races where there may be significant issues with misleading information. So if you are eligible to be labeled, if your account has a U.S. 2020 candidate label, including the presidential campaigns and candidates, and uh, if you have more than 100,000 followers or if you have significant engagement with a tweet, the threshold is either 25,000 likes or 25,000, quote, tweets plus retweets, the company is saying. So... They're casting a wider net, and they're trying to clamp down on, on misinformation going viral, even if the tweet in question was initiated by a smaller account. Now, they're obviously, you know, they're shooting here for uh, we won tweets. Right. <laughs> when, yeah. when it hasn't actually been called. Yeah. So we're so then, then obviously the next question is what what are we considering an, an official election result? So Twitter is considering it. At least two of a select list of national news outlets, which include ABC News, AP, CBS News, CNN, Decision Desk, HQ, Fox News, and NBC News. So they've got to have two of them. CNN's not in that list? Interesting. Yeah, I said CNN. Oh, you did? I I missed that. Sorry. Yeah, of course they're in there. So there you go. So So they're trying to stop amplification of posts if uh, if that has not happened yet. So they're they're really going to try to do something here. Now, the thing that always kills me, and we always have to remember this and take this with a grain of salt, very, 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 very few people are actually on Twitter. Really? You think so? Yes. It's been this has been pointed out numerous times. What happens on Twitter is not necessarily the real world. Not a lot of people are on Twitter. It's a very it's a it is a very intense focused group. Now, obviously, it's mostly reporters, which is kind of a big deal. But we got to keep in mind that Twitter is not America. <laughs> you could have surprised <laughs> me on that one. All right. Hmm. Well, if you, you think differently, but you live on Twitter, so you're kind of in that bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have I have my Twitter colored glasses on. But I want to ask you, Brian, mm-hmm. if a policy has failed to be enforced, is it really a policy? No, no, it's just uh, it just smells like shit in the woods with a pope. <laughs> which is which is where uh, Jack Dorsey is, because I don't know if you saw his beard. Holy Jiminy. I know he's like growing his election beard like like he's a like he's playing in the World Series or something pretty crazy. But it's funny because Twitter announced all of this and then just immediately last night they already slapped Trump because, of course, he can't not break the rules. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure he won already last night before we even had the election. (laughs) Oh, landslide. Huge, huge landslide. Huge. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. 
And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to GOG.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's GOG.show slash VPN. This episode is brought to you by Mood. Have you ever thought about elevating your THC experience not to just feel good, but also to boost your creativity, focus, and energy? Well, I have some exciting news for all you cannabis enthusiasts. Mood has just launched their most potent product yet, introducing the hemp-based THCA flower. This edition marks a new era in the legal THC world, and it's something you've got to try, along with Mood's fantastic range of flower, gummies, vapes, and more. And here's a treat. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. I tried several of their products from the uplifting energized to the mellow chill, and I must say each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite, definitely the creative strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and had me breezing through my projects. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA Flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order in a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com, code GOG for 20% off your order in a free THCA pre-roll. Elevate your mood with Mood today. Security? Ha! We're joined again this week by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the Cyberwire podcast. Dave is also the co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy as well as surveillance and privacy. Coming to us from ground zero, just about. Can, can, can you see the non-scalable wall from your office? Uh, you know, I cannot. Uh, the most interesting thing I can see from my office is the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab. I can I can actually see them from here. And what's most – they have a, a really cool um, 
dish. You know, they have, I don't know, it's probably a 10-meter antenna or something like that. I mean, it's big. Uh, or as I like to call it, the world's most complex bird feeder. Uh, bird bath, <laughs> rather. Bird yeah. bath, rather. Um, but uh, so I can see them from here. Of course, we are a stone's throw away from NSA. And then, yeah, right down the road is uh, Washington, D.C. I, I was talking to somebody today, a, a researcher uh, from Recorded Future, and we were, I was, we were talking about how never in my life did I think that in an election situation, we would see walls being put up around the White House. Well, yeah. I, I hope I hope they're working on some sort of physics application to extract the current occupant uh, behind that wall. <laughs> or maybe when, they could just create it. Yeah, maybe they could just create a singularity in the oval <laughs> that just sucks all the occupants out into another dimension. Let, well, let it be by, a problem. By all, by all accounts, I don't think he's just going to walk out the door. No, I think maybe they lure him into the decoy bunker and then they <laughs> bolt the door. <laughs> they put, they, they, yeah, they just put some animal crackers through the slot and some water every day and say, this is what you deserve. This by the way, by, by the Big way, it, it, if Biden does win by by whatever landslide, and it's obvious that, that he has won, if it, it, he, he would be remiss not to use the opportunity to say, Mr. Trump, tear down that wall. <laughs> oh, my God. But you yes. know what? This is the this is literally the biggest wall that Trump has built, but we did pay for it. Yes, we did. Mexico did not pay That's for true. it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, guys. So right. here's the real elephant in the room. The Mandalorian's back. Yes. What did you think? No, the real elephant uh, in the room is uh, Boba Fett's back. <laughs> <laughs> true that. True well, that. Well, aren't the real elephants in the room all those banthas? No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's all true. It's true all the way down. It's true. I, I, it's I, can't, I, I, I thought season one of The Mandalorian was glorious. Um this is by far the best Star Wars that has existed since I was 10. Yeah. I would agree with that. And it's got Timothy, Timothy Oliphant playing the only part that he knows how to play, a fucking marshal. <laughs> That's yep. all he knows how to play. <laughs> Talk about being typecast. Yeah, seriously. But he does it so good, he can just do that forever, and I'm cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was a heck of a way to kick off the new season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an old Western standard story, right? Yep. You've got the, the, the settlers have to team up with the natives to fight yep. a, a common enemy. Uh, and boy, uh, there was just so many beats in this that I enjoyed. At one point, I looked over at my son, Jack, uh, while we were watching it, and he was just grinning ear to ear <laughs> as, as it was happening. And, and I, I'm with you, Brian. I think it is so nice to be seeing high-quality Star Wars content being put out, and this show is consistently doing that. Sure, she yes, ain't yes. the last Jedi. No. 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 <laughs> uh, I could care less about the Skywalker portion of the Star Wars universe nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, and I love what they're doing with the sand people. Just you know, fleshing them out and and turning them into something is. Re- I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I love what they're doing with this universe. It's it's just great, and I I, I really hope that the quality of the new shows that are being greenlit is going to keep up with this. Yeah, you know, it's one thing I was wondering about is um, how much do you think that. The fact that they don't have the pressure of the, of doing the features has been uh, uh, an element of their success. That they have oh. for the, they have the time to let the stories breathe, and it's not you know the be all end all that the the, the sequel trilogies are. 
I, I think it's not it's not just the time to let it breathe. It's the fact that they are removed from the main characters from people who are now in their 40s and 50s uh, grew up with. Um, you know, the, there's no pressure whatsoever to tie in with the Skywalkers, uh, with the Galactic Empire, with with all the things that we have poured over and studied and loved um, all all of our lives. Like they 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 just need to exist within the universe and make it look like it. That's all they need to do, and that's benefited them greatly. Hmm. I tend to agree with you on that one. It's it's really it's really nice to like you know let them stretch their legs and even though you know they are doing quote unquote new stories, just like you said, it's a classic story, just like Star mm-hmm. Wars was, you know, yeah. and it's just fun. It's, it's it's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. This isn't supposed to be, you know, Shakespeare. By any yeah. stretch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, there's also a sense that the people who are making this truly love Star Wars in the yeah. same way that that those of us who love Star Wars truly love Star Wars yeah. you know, deeply. <laughs> from, from, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's to their to their benefit and very smart of them just to completely basically put this in a universe where the force really kind of almost doesn't exist. Except yeah. for Baby Yoda, and it's not really understood, and there's no, there's no talk of Jedi, or or nobody gives a crap about taking over things or overthrowing a government. It is just out there in the universe, yeah. just kind of regular people trying to get by, and that's really cool. That's great. What do you make of the the fact that uh, Mando doesn't seem to have any knowledge of Jedi's? This to well, me seems problematic. Why? Why do you consider it problematic? It because it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long since Jedi's were a big deal in the universe. Well, I, I, okay. <laughs> so are we gonna are we gonna go this deep into this right now? Okay, hey, it's, better, it's, better, it's better than the options. <laughs> so it's better than the system. options we have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's only been a, a generation or two already. So was since all the Jedi were wiped out, you have a government that's that's probably wiped any knowledge of that. These people are on the outskirts. You've got a, and a Force Awakens. They already think it's just a myth. And Han Solo has who's still alive. And not that much older has to tell them, no, it was real. It really happened. So apparently, mm. you know, this stuff disappeared pretty quick in this universe and, and probably wasn't known by many people at all to begin with. Like how, you know, it's a far flung universe. It's probably only in the inner core. I can't believe I'm saying this sort of stuff that people even knew about <laughs> the Jedi, really, unless the Jedi showed up on your planet to fix something. Yeah. All right, I can I can go with that. I can live with that. I can suspend my disbelief enough for that. <laughs> also, it's not it's not real, Dave. None of this is real. Shut None up, Brian. Shut real. up. Bite your tongue. I thought I knew you. I thought we were friends. <laughs> of course it's real, Brian. He can go buy a suit. That's you know, true. That's if true. it wasn't real, there would be no stormtrooper suits. That's hey, look, right. you know, we we follow the prime directive in this household. Oh wait, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> all right. Well, uh, so thumbs up all around for the for the Ma- Ma- Mandalorian, and we're all yes. excited for season two. Yes, yes. Very Make it much. so, Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, man. Well, uh, since as we record this, it is election day. I thought I'd uh, share some notes with you all. Um, uh, CISA, which is the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, 
one of our federal agencies. They've been holding media calls throughout the day here on Election Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one was at 9 o'clock this morning. Um, and they're having them every few hours up until 1130 tonight. When Trump declares victory. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so far, so good. Um, everything that they're – the information they're providing us, everything's on background. So we can't attribute to individuals. So we just say senior CISA officials – are making these points, and they are senior CISA officials. Um, and they're saying people should be confident in the vote, the vote count, and the vote certification. The Iranian and Russian efforts over the past few weeks were quickly addressed. Uh, in particular, the Iranian email and video campaign were recognized and attributed within 27 hours. There's mm-hmm. been some limited Russian activity, uh, but it's been relatively ineffectual, and no voter data has been altered. But, but I'm actually concerned about the Republican efforts. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, that is the a, only that is pregnant a fair, pause. No, no, no. That's a fair point, um, and which I suppose is outside of the their range of what CISA is looking at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, Apparently, we need it, a Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I guess the good news here is that there's really not a whole lot to report from this side of things. We could have had this compounding thing of I think many of us were holding our breath and seeing were we going to see huge Mm -hmm. disinformation campaigns released from foreign adversaries. And so far, that has not happened today. So the takeaway is if our election is interfered with, we really only have ourselves to blame. You are such, just little Mary Sunshine today, Brian, aren't you? You know, safely on the other side of the border now, you're just lobbing those grenades <laughs> over the fence. Uh, yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. That's one way to look well, at it. Well, I mean, it. that's that's good news. It is good news. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's it's a bit of good news uh, in in what is certainly continuing to be a day full of anxiety and and. And strange things and all that. All I, I guess the usual stuff that the usual dirty tricks seem to be what we're hearing about today. You know, right. robocalls going out and saying, uh, "Hey, the lines are long. Wait till tomorrow to vote." You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Um, that's actually happening in in Flint, Michigan. They're getting robocalls. Oh my saying god. That. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. So what's stuff it, what's like more that. insane is that there are people that will actually fall for that. They uh, do it because yeah. it works. That's right, the right, thing. Yeah, right. It does. Right. There's um, evidently there's some meme or not memes, but there's tweets going around that are being amplified um, on the Republican side that voting machines are being disabled in Philadelphia. This is not true, but that's gaining some traction. So, but but, but, but hold on, Twitter Twitter announced all sorts of new policies that were supposed to stop that. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. 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 They did. <laughs> um, but I would say overall, overall, uh, it's going well. And and there's still plenty more day to to have today. Oh yes. But overall, unfortunately, many of the things we <laughs> many of the things that we were we had reason to be concerned about do not seem to be coming to pass, and that is good news. Excellent. Oh, dear. It's the longest day ever. It's going to be more than a day, man. It's going to be more than a day. But it's, you know, the journey of a thousand Trumps starts with one election or or two. (laughs) All right. Well, that's good news. Okay. Yep. Yep. 
That's all I got. Forget it. Forget the You're rest not going to do your cares. stories? Oh, no. No, I can't. I can, I, can, I can go into my stories if we want. I'm going to put these a little bit out of order because I thought this was actually good news. Zoom has finally uh, enabled end-to-end encryption for all accounts, not just paid accounts. So it's a with pain some in caveats. Butt. Yeah, with some <laughs> caveats. It is a pain in the butt to turn it on. And you mm. have to be using certain clients. You can't use the web client, apparently. Um, but you also have to have everybody on the call using it, having it turned on. So I okay. as a as someone who has a has a Zoom account, I went and turned it on for my uh my channel. So if I start a Zoom meeting. It will it will require people to have it, but uh, if I let somebody in that doesn't have it turned on, I don't know what happens. Then I haven't gone through the. I was going to ask: case. Do they yeah. do they mm-hmm. throw up a throw up a notice saying, "By the way, your end to end encryption is not working now," or does yeah, that right, symbol still Bob, sit there? Who is the weakest link? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes, with some shaming, that would be nice. <laughs> right, right, right. Snowden, we told you to upgrade. If Bob wasn't still running Windows XP, we'd all be enjoying end-to-end encryption. So, yeah, I don't know how that works, but uh, it's there. It's it's a pain in the butt. You can't actually do it in the app itself, which I thought was interesting. You have to go go to the settings on the web page to turn it on, and it's buried a little deep under the settings and meetings tab and it's like you know a third of the way down you got to scroll a bit to get to it and uh, to turn it on there and they do have warnings saying that look everybody's got to be on board or Mm -hmm. nobody gets their encrypted bits and you have to you have to have the latest version of the desktop app which i turned which i downloaded yesterday and i I actually tried it between two computers it worked but i didn't uh i had it already turned on so i don't i that's what i'm saying i don't have the full use case scenario of it yet i see Okay. Well, I mean, to Zoom's credit, they are getting high marks for how nimble and responsive they've been through all of this. I mean, they had a talk about having an avalanche of users, you know, being crushed under the weight of your own success. And they've been really responsive. uh, (laughs) They've also had an avalanche of money. So they could have probably gotten on this a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I also think that they only the only reason they did this for all the accounts is all the public shaming. It wasn't; they were never going to do this. It's all the public shaming that came with. Why isn't this encrypted? Why isn't this encrypted? Why? And you know, when we came into the pandemic, it was like Zoom is a shit show for security. And then they're like, "Oh man, everybody's looking at us now. I guess we better get on that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. well, <laughs> so. Well, Unprece- I, I think unprecedented right. times for everyone, right? I think that if is- we had not had the pandemic, the end-to-end encryption would have remained a premium feature. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I guess I, I I can't fault them too much for that to differentiate it that way. Although, uh, you know, privacy shouldn't be something you have to pay for. I suppose. Welcome to America. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what are you talking about, Canuck? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Traitor's <laughs> expat bitch. <laughs> not not going to lie. It's feeling pretty good over here. Yeah. Yeah. It really Got is. Got your, your Mountie uniform on, riding a moose to work every day. Pretty much, yeah. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty mm-hmm. good. Growing out a big old beard, you know. Like you yep, do. Yep. <laughs> Going to use up that health care. Oh, good yeah. times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, all of that, I couldn't care less about all of that, but he's eating Tim Hortons and that just irks me. <laughs> 
It's, it's just mean. It's just, just mean. mean. <laughs> it, it is just delicious. It really is. Right, see, see exactly. Rub our face in it. Ah, freedom of donuts. It's really nice. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had Tim Hortons. So, oh man, yeah. their their breakfast sandwich. Just it is. It is to die for. Yes, and you will die from it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Now that I get my blood work back, I think it comes. All, all of my problems come back from that one Tim Horton sandwich I had at uh, that festival that we went to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah. uh, we got uh, we got a note from a listener, Vincent, who says, "No honor amongst thieves, such dickwads." And hmm. this is something that you and I have uh, we've, we've been talking about in this segment a couple times. Uh, basically, stay away from the hospitals, people. A cyber attack has hit Vermont network, including six hospitals. So yeah. they're they're still at it. Ongoing network problems for the University of Vermont Health Network, which affects its six hospitals in Vermont and New York. Um, the network is working with the FBI and the Vermont Department of Public Safety on the investigation. Uh, the FBI and two federal agencies warned an alert on Wednesday that they had credible information of an increased and imminent cybercrime threat to U.S. hospitals and healthcare providers, which is not what you want in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, I am hoping that we are going to see a shift in cyber norms away from this sort of thing. I'm not sure what it's going to take. I do know that I've I've spoken to several folks in cybersecurity who are saying that in in direct response to this and other attacks on hospitals, they've seen an increased amount of information sharing among cyber professionals who are not just looking to defend against this sort of thing, but to be on the offense to prevent it from happening. Uh, in the first place, um, and we saw the you know we saw the thing with um, one of the uh, intelligence agencies went after the trickbot botnet to mm -hmm. take down a bunch of their command and control servers uh, going after because those are the folks who are doing this sort of thing. Uh, Microsoft uh, went after them as well, taking down a bunch of their domains um, so uh, I think there 's widespread agreement that this is despicable. It's like in a time of war, you don't bomb hospitals, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so I don't – but I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if it's a matter of getting the local governments to agree that this is despicable and put it on the list of things that thou shalt not do or we will – stop looking the other way when you're doing all these sorts of things because that, that's yeah. a big part of how this um, ecosystem runs right now. I say no safe harbor for these people. You know, that's the only way that this is going to really put the fear of God into them. Like the people that caused that woman's death in Germany yep. after that last attack, we need to go after them like with everything we've got and make an example out of them and keep doing that until the shit stops. It just That's it the only way. Yeah, the, the the threat of what happens when you get caught just has to be so severe that it's no longer worth their time or effort to try to do it. It can't it can't be profitable for them. And and what and so when you say go after them, what do you mean? Catch the perpetrators, not just shut down the command and control. Get the people behind the keyboards and lock their ass up. You know, yeah. lock their internet ass up. Police. Take their assets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. They don't exist. But we yeah, need we need the police. actual internet police because. This is not. This is isn't like internet police anymore. This is real world police. We need some real shit happening to get these people and just you know get them where they live. Find the rocks that they're under, turn it over, and step on them. Step yeah. on and just get rid of them and make it so unprofitable to do this 
that, you know, take down the organizations that that actually make all the money from it, because we all know this is organized crime that's doing this. And, you know, we need to make it so we, we need uh, basically the untouchables for cybercrime, especially when it comes after hospitals. Yeah, I mean, I, I cannot disagree with you. The complication, of course, and I know you know this, is that these folks are in Russia yeah, mm-hmm. uh, overwhelmingly, and we don't have an extradition agreement with them. And they may be working for organized crime on Monday and working for state-sponsored actors on Tuesday. Well, then so we shut down their hospitals and, you know, come to an accord where it's like, okay, these are not cool to go after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say to that point that the the shutdown of TrickBot um, was done with a good bit of swagger. In other words, our intelligence agencies, the way that they took it down, it was like, look, we know what you're doing. You think you have uh, all these capabilities. Look what we can do to you. So, you know, knock it off. We're willing to burn our sources. We're willing to to demonstrate our capabilities which is something that the, um, particularly the intelligence agencies like to keep under their keep close to their vest. Um, so maybe we're seeing the beginning of that. Maybe with this uh, tax on healthcare, you know, we're going to start to see some things that you know, it's a nice network you've got. It'd be shame if anything were to happen to it. More of this <laughs> offensive, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, attack right. from our point of view. Yeah, it's hard operation, operation hard. knock nope. their dick in the dirt. That's what I want. Well, but nobody but – I mean internationally, nobody wants to cross that line that requires a kinetic – and by kinetic, I mean military response. That's That's, true. that's the line nobody wants to cross because then you're, you're slinging missiles, bombs and, and gr- grenades at each other and now you got a war. If only we had some sort of united – oh, I don't know, nation – organization <laughs> god that would yep. really solve a lot of problems if something like that were effective you've been in canada too long brian you're dreaming about a utopia that just doesn't exist mm-hmm. the united yeah, federation I of know. planets oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if we had a tardis we could take care of all of this <laughs> well we had a time machine yeah yeah exactly i'd go back and shoot zuckerberg as a baby <laughs> if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, let's put a button on this. Yep. I hope all you all right. guys. I hope you. I hope Dave that you survive. Brian, I know you're going to survive because you're a coward and you ran off to Canada like a damn Vietnam. <laughs> ROTC. Yeah. ROTC. <laughs> exactly. ROTC. Run off to Canada. Uh-huh. That's right. No, you're I'm all just jealous. On, uh, I am planning on taking whatever medicines or whatever I need to take this evening to get a good night's sleep tonight. Uh, because otherwise I will not. Well, I was yes, talking to, well. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of the show, Chris Lockhead, who was on his way to go pick up his, uh, he just ordered 600 bucks worth of pot. <laughs> I was about to say, I was imagining like a, a cart, a cartoon bitner get hitting his head on an anvil. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you next time. Talk right. to you. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Media Candy. There was some interesting news I saw this week. Joe Rogan had Alex Jones on. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I scratched my head because I, I seem to remember not very long ago, Spotify had removed all of the episodes with Alex Jones from the Joe Rogan show when it was brought over. And I saw, I, you know, I'm thinking, well, isn't Joe uh, 
you know, pushing the edges here by trying to get Alex back on. And apparently he was. I and this is this is what gets me. Spotify is defending the appearance now. Now uh, I'm okay. Yeah, scratching my head on this one. Scratching my head on this one. I, I, I guess what, they're pivoting to we're just a platform. Here's what I'm thinking. This was a dick measuring contest between Joe Rogan and Spotify, and Joe says, Mine's bigger. I'm gonna do what I want. Shut up. And Spotify says, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. What are we going to do? We can't kick him off. We already gave him the money. Shit. Yeah. There's <laughs> something in his contract that lets him decide who the guests are and Spotify doesn't get to say anything about it. So he tested that out. Yep. So this was a big fuck you to Spotify, his new overlords. Or are they? That's the real question. Now, I got to say that Spotify's take on this and in, in their stance you know, we've always talked about if they've got buckets of money to give us, we'd go on the platform. But I'm thinking now that that bucket got bigger than their entire valuation. So I think Grumpy Old Geeks is probably okay where we're at. Yeah, I don't think they have much money left for people. No, it all, well, <laughs> all the other podcasters got it, just not us. Well, <laughs> and in other Spotify news, they have attempted to make some more money. I don't know if you saw that. That was kind of just breaking. But they're they're rolling out an option for musicians to be uh, to be put into the promotional uh, playlist and things of that nature if they take a lower percentage on their plays. Yeah, isn't that shitty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay, Spotify. Spotify is the Uber of music now. That's all they, they really are. are. They really are. I'm actually going to have to rethink my subscription to them. Good man. Good man. Then you're going to have to pay for Hulu on your own. Or is that just me? <laughs> I, I don't think I've watched a single thing on Hulu. Oh, me either. Me either. Um, I did. Oh, no. You were watching MASH, remember? Oh, that's right. MASH. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I I didn't hear about that for a while. So I'm guessing it got old. It kind of dropped off. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I watched a couple of them. And I'm like. Yeah, this was nice. I kind of got the feels. I remember it. I don't it's, need it's to watch them all. It's a good show, but we're also like in the golden age of television right now. There's so much else to watch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about that in a second. Uh, I did see this one this week. It, it was a video going around. Uh, Tenacious D did the time warp. Yeah, I and saw that. It was fun. I thought it yeah, was fun. really fun. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you're a, you know, a Rocky Horror fan or a Jack Black fan or a T Tenacious D fan, go check it out. It's pretty fun. I, I, was, I think I put this in the wrong spot in the notes because this was supposed to be the pick-me-up feel-good at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. You definitely misplaced it. <laughs> yeah, because right after that, I watched Lewis Black's Thanks for Risking Your Life. Did you get a chance to watch this? No, no. Is it free or is it one of his downloads pay for uh, you it? You got to pay for it. Uh, it costs okay. eight bucks. All right. And it was, you know, it was an actual show that they recorded. It was the last show before the lockdown. Okay. So it wasn't, it's not special quality, like polished. Right. But it's pretty funny. I got to okay. say it's pretty funny. It's, it's, it's not 15 bucks funny, but it's definitely eight bucks funny. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, this is where I would normally have my drunk on a plane movie review edition. But instead of that, I have the not at all drunk, but scared shitless on a plane movie review edition. Because right. uh, oh, how was that? Is, how was that process? By the way, uh, it, it was actually fine because nobody's flying. Nobody. Oh, okay. Like, uh, and we had a very early morning flight, so LAX was completely empty uh, when we landed here. YYZ completely empty. Our plane was like the only plane that came in. Um, they're flying the super wide bodies, and there was hardly mm. anybody on it, so we were completely away from everybody else, even on the plane. However. Having said that, we had to talk to the stewardess multiple times because there was an entire family that decided wearing a mask meant it doesn't go over your nose. Oh, Jesus. 
the entire flight to the point where actually the stewardesses finally came up and said, if you do not, if we have to tell you one more time, you are officially banned from Air Canada for life. Oh, shit. They're, they're taking the shit seriously on planes. You know you're in trouble when a Canadian's yelling at you. That's right. <laughs> Take that so, seriously. So that was that was not fun. But other than that, it was you know it's weird. Uh, they don't serve alcohol, so I don't even have the option to give you a drunk movie review. There's no alcohol. Uh, you can buy a couple snacks if you plan ahead of time. Um, it's it's strange. It is a strange environment. But you know you just hunker down. You watch your movies. You get off the damn plane. All right. So what do you got for us? I did watch two movies while on the plane. I watched Bad Education. Which has uh, got uh, what's his face? I can't remember. Wolf, uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, Allison Janney, and it was actually um, a bit slow for being on a plane. I can see sitting at home watching, sipping some wine, and enjoying this movie a lot. Uh, it's not a feel-good movie because it does make you realize how shitty most people are. If especially if given the opportunity to get away with being shitty, uh, people tend to be that way. <laughs> okay, uh, but very well done. Very good movie. Highly recommend it. Um, and we do. Ha I have my own little pick me up here. I watched a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The Tom Hanks uh, take on Mister Rogers. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful movie. All right, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I have not seen it yet. Highly recommended, and as particularly if the election does not go the way we want, uh, curl up with a bottle of whiskey, watch this, and cry. Okay. <laughs> There you go. I threw this next one in here because it's, it, it is really hard to find. But uh, if you know where to go in Sweden, you can actually find it. Uh, the Name of the Rose. This is with Sean Connery and Christian Slater. It's an old movie from the 80s. I'm surprised and it's hard to find. I mean, it was, it's a, it was a big movie at the time. Why is it so hard time. to find? Uh, if you if you can find you can find like a you know a a version on VHS on eBay maybe it's uh, you can't buy it you know it's just one of those movies where it's it's like sixty bucks for a region two DVD it's just out of print basically right. out of print but it's um, streaming somewhere surely nope. If, wow, you can, if you can find it, if you can find it, let me know. I checked all the services. I didn't look on Quibi because, as we know, that's <laughs> yeah, not it's there. Cut, it's cut into 120-minute slices. Exactly. Um, but it is a great movie if uh, you want to go to Sweden because uh, we'll talk about uh, Sean Connery at the end of the show. But I threw it in here just uh, to, so you can start looking now because it's going to take you a while to find it. A <laughs> uh, little Tehran follow-up. I finished that on Apple TV+. Plus. And uh, okay. Not great. Um, worst Mossad agent in history is the the heroine of the show. Weird cliffhanger. Uh, it was okay. It was okay. You know, I I was into it at the beginning, but then there were so many so many issues with it that it was just like what? <laughs> Channel my Lewis Black. Um, so yeah, I mean, watch it if you want. If you're into the first couple episodes and it hooks you, good for you. Then you'll stick to the end. But. Uh, if you're not into that kind of, you know, Middle Eastern action adventure type of thing, uh, skip it. But if you are into that, uh, I recommend Fauda. This is a new okay. one that a uh, friend sent us because we have a lot of Persian friends. And they're like, when we were done with Tehran, they're like, oh, have you watched Fauda yet? And we're like, nope. And this is another one uh, shot over in the Middle East. Oh, I do have to say Tehran was not shot in the Middle East. Uh, their, uh, their version of Tehran was Athens, Greece. So that should tell you what it's like to go to Athens nowadays. Close <laughs> enough for Americans. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but Fauda was actually filmed in Israel, so it's uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty close to home, I guess. Uh, it's you know, it's a what are they, it's like kind of like a twenty four type of thing, special ops, blah blah blah. 
terrible continuity, I got to say. They're like, we need an answer in two hours. Then the guy goes home, talks to his wife, and it's like, first he's like, it's daylight. Like, we need, you got to have this in two hours. Guy goes home, have a cigarette, talk to his wife. It's dark. Then they come back. It's the next day. And then it's like 10 minutes to go before the drop. <laughs> I'm like, you guys really didn't like mark this out on note cards or figure it out beforehand, did you? <laughs> but. <laughs> It's all right. We're only on season one, but uh, it was decent. You know, just looking for random stuff now because we're out of everything, out of everything. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, when I put the link to Tehran in here, you just got to love Apple TV Plus's pretty URLs. It's like <laughs> you'd think they could figure out some URL forwarding or something. It's unbelievable. It's how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go to tv.apple.com slash US slash show slash Tehran, then it's slash like, you know, a uh, hash key for, you know, a piece of software. But if you just go to slash Tehran, it 404s. I'm like, guys, come yeah. on. <laughs> come on. Uh, for right. everything that Apple wants to be pretty, you'd think their URLs would be one of those. Yep. Uh, I watched a couple of new things as well. I watched on Netflix a movie called Over the Moon. Now, this is uh, this is based on a Chinese uh, myth uh, for the moon festival, mooncakes and all that sort of th stuff. Um, it was really cute, really well done. Uh, very cool. Uh, you know, if you don't know the story and you're not from the culture at all, you're probably not going to be interested at all in this, especially since they definitely targeted it towards an Asian audience. Um it's you know it goes all like k-pop in the middle it's pretty crazy uh but uh you know if you're younger and of a bent of the kind of person that likes to take oh i don't know magic mushrooms or drop a tab of acid or two oh put this on you'll enjoy <laughs> all right <laughs> and uh, i watched uh four out of the five of the new somebody feed phil because we needed something to do at night when we uh, finally got the kid to sleep here and we can't leave our house because we're in the mandatory two weeks quarantine Good as always. Amazing show. My God. I love this man. Yeah, I got lucky because I forgot that I had two left from the last season. So <laughs> nice. I got went in. I got uh, I got the last two from the last season. And I watched two from this season so far. And yeah, ah, love that. And uh, the chef show is back with a new uh, half season, which was uh, it's great background. It's fun. You can just look up and oh, they're cooking. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that one because we watched the Wolfgang Puck episode last night of that. And that was hilarious. Wolfgang Puck needs his own show. Yeah, he does. See, that's the thing about that show. I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. And like, you know, I'll find myself like looking up from whatever I was doing, usually checking stories for the show at that time of night. And uh, I'm like, oh, wait, I missed that. That looks good. And I just rewind it and watch it again. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I, they're, they're, the way they do the recipes in there is it's always tough to catch, though. <laughs> you kind of like pause it when it yeah it is, it is not the food network that's for sure yeah this is not meant for like recreation this is meant for entertainment yep yeah food utainment but uh, I, I i still enjoy that show i i keep it in my list so when new ones come out it, they're always there but uh and i saw this news which uh i just want to say day late and a dollar fucking short john stewart is returning with a current affairs series for apple could have used you. <laughs> Could have used you, buddy. <laughs> His non-compete must be over. Well, what's really funny is he had a like you know a first look deal at HBO and they couldn't close the deal. I'm like, okay, John Stewart and John Oliver on the same network would have been great. Yeah, it would absolutely would have been great. Now I now I got to do two. I'm gonna have to go buy more Apple shit to keep my Apple TV Plus <laughs> thing going. Yeah. But. Yeah. So we'll see what that turns out to be. It's not going to be like the Daily Show. They're going to be like, you know, weekly one hour deep dives. So that's it. John's coming right. back. Yay. Hopefully. 
<laughs> Hopefully. <Maybe. laughs> the next 72 hours will tell. Ups and doodads. Now, last week, talked about clip drop, but you weren't here. Nope. So I wanted to give you a chance to talk about it, too, because we both had a chance to play with it. I actually did the show notes using it last week. What do you think? It's amazing. Uh, you mean the show art. And yeah, oh, yeah it's going to make yeah. doing show art so much easier for me. Uh, this tool, uh, you know, uh, if Magic Leap would have put out this tool, we've all would have been impressed. Yeah, if there was just a button on the side of the goggles that you press and then boom, it clips it and throws it into Photoshop. Hey, how cool would that be? This is yeah. the closest thing to like the future that I've seen in a long time. No, it's unbelievable how good it is. And I just tried it out on a bunch of like really cluttered photos that uh, that people had uploaded, like, you know, uh, 10 people at a party, like just in a total mess and just picked one person and it just clipped it perfectly. That like, it's unbelievable is, how good yeah. it is. That picture of Scaramucci, he was in a crowd with a completely crowded background, and yep. it cut him out perfectly. Yeah. It's it, so uh, good. This, this, this thing is unbelievable. This is the closest thing to AI that I will allow. Like, exactly. This is almost <laughs> AI. You can almost claim that this is AI, people. Yep. Uh, AI meets AR. Yeah, AI it's, it's pretty stunning. It's pretty stunning. So if you uh, if you are somebody that uh, deals with a lot of like cropping and trying to to pull things out of images and and all that, you need this tool in your life. It will uh, it will change your life. It really will. And I've got a I've got a note into them to their um, their support because I don't know if you've been able to find it. I can't find a way to pay for it. They say it's on sale for thirty nine ninety nine for the year, and the it ends in November twentieth, but. I can't I, find a way okay. to pay for well, it. I install the desktop app and yeah. then go to the I can't remember exactly. It's a, it's not where you'd think it would be, but you can find it. It's it's somewhere on there. You can it's like your account or something like that and you click on that and then that will take you to a web URL and that's where you can pay. I, I have Okay, so. that's fucked up cuz I clicked every link in the desktop app today and I could not find it. I went through every menu methodically, starting at the top, clicking everything, and I could not find it. <laughs> All right. I'll so, run through the steps off the air and send it to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Send me a send me a screen uh, cap of that. But uh, they need to make it easier because I just want a big button that says, take, you know, take my money. <laughs> That's yeah, it they here. Did, they, I do remember they made it surprisingly difficult. I was like, how do I pay for this? <laughs> let me give you, Let me give you money. I know. And that's what I wrote him. I'm like, can I please give you money? I want to support development on this. How do I do it? I'm like, you guys are so smart that you can create such an amazing tool, but you can't figure out to put a giant button on the homepage of your website that says pay now. <laughs> it's like, oh God. Uh, so I got a, a couple pieces of kit here. I got the Elgato key light with metal pole mount. Uh, this is a, this is like a streamers kind of light. And I noticed a friend of the show, Seth Miranda, uses one for his fill light for his video stuff. And my fill light was a piece of garbage, newer, with a big box on it on a tripod. This thing clips to my desk. It actually runs with an app or a, um, a piece of software that runs on my Mac. And you can change the color temperature and you can change the intensity. And it's beautiful. It, this is what I want out of my lights. It's not cheap. It's 200 bucks, but it works. And it looks really good on your desk. I mean, it just clamps to your desk. Boom, no tripod or anything. 
it's it's and it's built solid. You can this is another one of those pieces of kit that I always say you can kill a man with if they break into your home. You can take this stand that this thing's on, and it probably weighs about eight pounds, but it's <laughs> solid and the light is gorgeous. You know, if you need this as a key light, you could use it. I don't use it as a key light, just as a fill, but it's nice. So for you streamers out there who are on Zoom all day, because we know there's a lot of you out there, check out the Elgato key light. And I already talked about the Shure SM, or not, I was going to say SM7B, the Shure MV7 podcast mic. Uh, link will be in the apps and doodads section for that mic in the show notes. But uh, so far, sounds like a good mic. We'll see. All right. And I got an app this week called Digislate. All right. I bought one of those, you know, just a little slate marker that you can, mm -hmm. you know, draw with, on, with, you know, a whiteboard marker and all that stuff and click because I'm doing all these videos now for the my podcast course and I need to mark them so I can go back and find them and also do sound that's that's the problem with a lot of these this camera stuff I've got Nikon Z6 going into a Blackmagic A10 mini and then sound going in from another way and you have to like do all these millisecond changes to the audio to to yeah. delay it so the lips all match up and stuff um so to do that you're using a slate all the time to really get the the mark and mine broke. My my yeah, of course it broke because it would cost six dollars on Amazon. It's a piece <laughs> of garbage. And then I went and looked. I'm like, oh, maybe I can get one of those digital ones, you know? So it syncs up, then you do the clap, and then I can just do frame by frame and get it. Then I'm like, wait a minute, there's gotta be an app for that. Well, yeah, there is. It's called Digislate. It's free. That's the best price. And the the digital slates that I was looking for, four hundred dollars. So I will right. take the free app over the $400 one anytime. So if you need to do any video syncing and things like that, or just use mm -hmm. a regular slate, check it out. You can pay for it to get rid of the ads. It's like four bucks to pay for it. So right. there you go. good app, good app. All right. And I know we talked about this when it first came out. This is the Asus AC5300 tri-brand gigabit Wi-Fi gaming router with <laughs> MooMimo supporting AI Protection network security powered by Trend Micro AI mesh for mesh Wi-Fi system built in WT fast game accelerator and adaptive QoS. Woo! It's a it's a wireless fucking router by Asus <laughs> that looks like uh, an upside down spider. It, it looks like an upside down spider or an octopus. It is tremendously ugly, uh, and I think we pretty much laughed at it when we first got it. Now, having said that, uh, we I was loaned one by a friend here in, in Toronto because I didn't want to unplug my Eero from home and I wanted to still be able to control my home network, turn on lights, monitor things going on, et cetera. So I didn't want to bring that with me. So I was loaned this. Uh, I didn't know this is what I was going to get, but it's what I got. And uh, this thing is phenomenal. Um, I love Eero, don't get me wrong, but I think I will be purchasing one of these for multiple reasons. Um, our, our place here is uh, four stories. We've got a basement to a loft. It's big, right, in, in mm -hmm. terms of height. Uh, this thing sitting in the basement reaches all the way up to the loft with perfect, perfect, no degradation whatsoever. So I do not need a mesh network. I just need my one router plugged into my basement. That's a but plus. It says, but it says right there in, on the tin, AI mesh for mesh Wi-Fi system. So you can do uh, what, it if you want to. I can do it if I want to, but I don't even need to. I, it, it just works all the way down here. It reaches all the way up to the top, no problem, which is awesome. The other reason I think I'm going to get this and ditch Eero is a better reason. I cannot get the Food Network. I cannot get any of my American cable networks. Nothing is streaming unless I'm on, you guessed it, my VPN. And you know what you can do with this thing? I can oh. put I can put my <laughs> VPN directly onto it and have an easy interface to switch back and forth between just straight up nothing all all Canada 
boom, press a button, I'm in the United States, boom, press a button, I'm in the UK, and it all goes straight direct from the router, so my TVs will think I'm in America, I'll be able to stream all my American TV shows again on all my American networks. This thing is perfect for that. It's built into it, you can just install it, and guess what, I can even install our VPN of choice. Oh, right man. onto it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a GOG.show slash VPN. Yep, exactly. So I can use private internet access directly on this router, which reaches everywhere in this house perfectly. So I, for me, it's almost a no-brainer. I loved you, Eero. I still use Eero for my mom's house and all that sort of stuff, but I am switching for my Canada house. All right. Well, because Eero I does. need my VPN. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with my Eero setup too because I love it. I don't need a VPN it here because I do live in the good old US of A. Uh, but I do <laughs> use, I still use private internet access, but I use it on the machine that I'm on. But, uh, yeah. and, and also, Eero hasn't renewed. So you can say what the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They haven't renewed. So that's right. I, I actually did double check and they, they do not offer router level VPN yet. Which is no. kind of crazy because they have everything else known to man. And it's funny because I pay for the extra security service through Eero, the Eero Plus service. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's Plus. I, I don't know what it's called, but I'm guessing just it's Plus. Just, it's probably Plus. <laughs> yeah. um, I pay like 100 bucks a year for that for all the ad blocking and uh, malware protection. And uh, it comes with, you know... A family and license can, for one password. It comes with uh, their VPN and a bunch of other stuff. But I can't. I cannot set the VPN at the actual nope. router level, which is annoying. Nope. Yep, you can't do that. So, yep, I'm going to be making the switch to the ugly octopus. All right, enjoy the enjoy the, enjoy those. I, I, you know what you can call those uh, antennas? Those are your cancer sticks. <laughs> That's right. Those I'm going to point sticks. them directly at my crotch because I don't <laughs> want any more kids. <laughs> All right. You can just actually point at your wife's ovaries and be done with it. <laughs> Save the boys. Okay. <laughs> and this one I put in here for you because you have a kid who might be getting into computers soon. Mm -hmm. And this is neat. It's cute. And it's the Raspberry Pi Foundation PI 400. I'm sure they, they call it the Pi 400. Yes. And it I'm takes sure. a Raspberry Pi and actually integrates it with a keyboard and a mouse. And that's all the computer is. And it's got a ton of ports on the back. And it's a cool way to like get introduced to the Raspberry Pi, like out of the box, and it's seventy bucks. Yeah, seventy bucks, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, and uh, what I was seeing was, I mean, you can basically put like you know a Linux desktop on there and run Chrome on it. So that's the cheapest, you know. Well, you got to plug it into something, but you can plug it into your TV. You know, <laughs> that's right. So you can uh, you can plug, plug it into, into your three thousand dollar TV? Exactly. Well. <laughs> I have a $300 TV that I can plug it into, which gets the job done. But uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty cool. So if you wanted to get your kids started on something, uh, this might be a good way to go. Excellent. At the library. So I put up a list of different books that I was going to read before this show, which I got to almost none of. And uh, just because, you know shit happens. Uh, but I did start to listen to the audiobook version of Attack Surface by Cory Doctorow. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. This is prime Cory. This is not a novel. 
This is not a novel. This is a tedious exercise on how much Corey knows about hacking and a how-to on how to not engage an audience. So I'm basically, like, he's just reading his Twitter feed? No, no. He actually got <laughs> uh, uh, one of the girls that was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer to read it. And speaking of that, the audio quality is pretty terrible because I can tell there are a lot of places where she did pickups. Uh, and it sounds completely different. There's a lot of echo in the pickups and not in the, the main. Um, fortunately, I listened to it on Overcast, which you can put on their, their signal boost and their um, you know time compression on, so you can get through it faster and it sounds better. And I listened to it one and a half speed, so it's even better. Um, but if you listen to it at 1x with no sound adjustments, it is bad. It is really, really bad. Okay. Um, but... I, I, I tried to get through. I got to chapter two. And it's one of those things where you can tell where he's getting ready to go Corey on you. And he's just like, he starts to actually explain the job of an IT person or what a hacker's doing. I'm like, you know, I, I really don't care. I really don't care what they did with Tor to get the malware on the machine and what the malware did and how it works in a virtual environment. I'm like, you know... I want a story. William Gibson doesn't tell you the minutia. He tells you the story and you get to figure out. It's like, okay, this person's a hacker. They're smart. They know what to do. I assume they know what to do. You don't have to tell me every step of the fucking way. And, and just all the detail. It's just too much detail. I don't care what this woman's sweats were made of. I don't care what her shirt was made of. Period. I'm like, okay. okay. It's, it's, it, is, it is work to listen to this book. And I'm sure reading it would take, would be even harder. But uh, if you're a Corey fan, you're a Corey fan. For me, I don't think I'm going to finish this book because it feels like work. And gotcha. it feels like the job that we quit, you know, almost <laughs> eight or nine years ago at this point. All right. Well, speaking of minutia, I've got a book that is all about minutia. Everyday minutia, how we go through our entire day uh, from, from what we sleep in to how we brush our teeth to everything else, except it's absolutely fascinating. I cannot recommend this book enough. It's called A Million Years in a Day, A Curious History of Everyday Life from the Stone Age to the Phone Age by Greg Jenner. And the, the conceit that he uses for this book is that he basically goes through a day. Like, here, okay, alarm clocks. How did alarm clocks start? What's the first known alarm clock ever? And how did they progress through time? And how do they, you know, it's, it's stunningly fascinating. And I can, let, me, let me let you guess where you think I heard about this book from. Corey Doctorow. No, no such thing as a fish. <laughs> okay. okay. And it is exactly in the realm of that. So it, it is very funny, uh, insanely weird facts about our everyday life and, and how we got to do the things that we do. Beds. When did beds start? How did that all start? Absolutely everything. And it's it's like it's no such thing uh no such thing as a fish meets uh what's his face that did the the Bill home Bryson? book and Bill Bryson, exactly. Bingo. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So I, if you're I, a fan of both yeah. of those things, you're gonna love this book. Okay, I'm in. That's my next book. I need to I need to clear my palate. I really That's exactly why I got it too. I, I needed to like I, I didn't want to read any sci-fi. I didn't want to read any dystopia. I had read too many kind of like, you know, computer and, and business books recently, and I just needed something completely different. And this fit the bill perfectly. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Cause yeah, I started reading High Rise by JG Ballard, and I think I'm gonna have to put that one down for a while because it's a little too much dystopia for me right now. Yep. Read this one. You'll love it. Feedback loop. Over at Patreon, we've got Tracy. That's it. 
Just Tracy. <laughs> Just Tracy. Thank Over you, Tracy. At, thank you, Tracy. Over at PayPal, we have Alex, Adam, Doug, Shailene, Nicola, Scott, Charlie, Jonathan, John, Judge, Matt, Michael, Nikolai, Simon, Justin, Martin, Jean Willem. And he says, thanks, guys. These days, it's a therapeutic pleasure just to hear sane people banter, bicker, and vent. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Uh, over at Twitter, Lucy wrote in, having abandonment issues without you, Brian. However, Dave Bittner comforted me with his humor and regular chuckles. I think it's going to be okay. Well, what am I, hopefully by the, <laughs> well, you're, you're the stalwart. You're always there. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, Lucy, it is all okay. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And Corstar writes in, LMAO, it's a perfect demonstration of where the self-driving cars are at, always 20 years away. And this is an article from Daily Mail. Self-driving car race crashes straight into a wall from the starting line during the world's first autonomous race series. <laughs> Can't beat that, right? So this was a robo race held in the UK, and one of the vehicles crashed into a wall before the race even started. Yep, that's perfect. <laughs> Amazing. And this is another good one, too, that John sent us. Uh, one for Brian and his sports ball news. AI camera ruins soccer game for fans after mistaking referee's bald head for ball. <laughs> <laughs> so this is great. A uh, Scottish football team uh, put out a big press release saying they, they had this new, I mean, they're, they're getting rid of all their human camera operators because they've got a cool camera controlled by AI. The club, the club proudly announced at the time that the new Pixelot system uses cameras with inbuilt AI ball tracking technology and will be used to capture HD footage of all home matches. And that would be broadcast directly to season ticket holders' homes because you can't go to a game because COVID. And uh, of course, they they basically started a game last Saturday, and uh, they had a linesman with a bald head, and the camera kept swinging back and forth between the ball and the man's head. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just it's too good. You'd figure it's they'd have good. some kind of technology on the ball to really, like, you know, know where it's at. Yeah, mm. well, the people were suggesting that maybe the club would have to provide the linesman with a toupee or a hat. Yeah, I was going to say, you can you can foil the AI with a hat. And if he did get the hat, I would hope they would write not a ball on top of it. Excellent. I should put a toupee on the ball. There you go. And this next one we got from a couple people. Moz 6502 writes, this is why I still buy physical media. And Ivan says, I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. And people wonder why I still buy physical media in this day and age. Buying digital media is really only licensing the product until the store pulls it and your SOL. My disc is mine to keep. Mickey Mouse isn't breaking into my house to take back my MCU movies when my license expires. Grump long and prosper. And this is a story about Amazon argues users don't actually own purchased Prime Video content. Yes, there's a there's a lawsuit against it. She, uh, Amanda Caddell in April's is suing Amazon for unfair competition and false advertising. She claims the company secretly reserves the right to end consumers' access to content purchased through its Prime Video service. Uh, I would argue it's not secretive. We all know about this. We've all known about this. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, it sucks, but I also understand why. Uh, Amazon does not own these things. Amazon is licensing them. So mm -hmm. if they lose their license, they can't serve it up to you anymore, whether you paid for it or not. Uh, you can argue about whether that's right or wrong. It is what it is. Um, and I totally understand why people keep physical media. I get it. Um, I don't know what you're going to do when they stop making DVD players. Which they mostly have. <laughs> which they mostly have. Yep. Yep. We'll buy All right, the DVD, and, uh, rip it, and put it on an old <laughs> Mac that you have to buy at a garage sale. Yeah. 
Uh, Nick writes in, you might like this burn rate, and this is about uh, Quibi. Imagine burning $2 billion of VC funding in six months. That's $10 million per day, $455,000 per hour, $7,589 per minute, or $126 per second. Youch. Yep. Impressive. Dan P. writes in, Hi, guys. I just left a five-star review on Apple, but I have a couple comments slash questions for Brian. I read six of the Expanse novels before I simply wore out slogging through those books. An aggressive editor would have worked wonders. How are you doing reading them? Next, again for Brian. I lived 60 years in Michigan before moving to southern Utah. I visited Toronto often, and it's a great town and a wonderful country. However, are you ready for cloudy skies, humidity, and bugs? Not to mention snow. Lots of slushy, wet, cold snow. Brian, take it away. Uh, I'm still uh, somewhere in the middle of book three of The Expanse. I find that like one of those every six months is is good before you get sick of it and then you just need a break so if you pace yourself i think it works kind of well uh, i'll be getting back into it at some point um and i've been uh, i've been going back and my, my wife is from toronto i used to come here for for months at a time uh way back in the day so I, i'm aware of what i'm getting myself into <laughs> all right we got another question for you regarding canada Yes. Will you? this comes from ed will you retain the social security benefits you've earned in the united states uh well let's see who wins the election tomorrow and, <laughs> there might uh, be no social security <laughs> there left, may not so. be social security left after that point so who knows but yes I, i'm applying as a resident i'm still a citizen of the usa with all that entails so thank you for your concern about that i still get my money that i paid in so do you have to pay do you, so do you have to pay canada taxes and u.s taxes now yeah uh there's a nafta again uh Depending on who wins the election, I thought. Yeah, I thought they repealed <laughs> NAFTA already. <laughs> and where we're going to be at, there, there are uh, there are agreements in between that, in which uh, yes, I still have to pay U.S. taxes, but there is a tax crediting system, uh, dependent on how much you pay in Canada and all that. Blah 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 blah. It's very complicated, and you end up having to hire accountants, but it all works out. And I've already fallen asleep. Moving on. Yes, exactly. Uh, Mark writes in, "Hello, geeks! In this post commute world, you're." podcast is still worth carving out time for a listen some shareage and he's got a couple links here brian kerrigan's grumptastic comment perfectly captures the modern programming experience uh comment at two minutes will javascript take over the world this is a youtube video that i did not watch because when i see javascript i get ptsd and Fuck javascript away. yep nope yep. <laughs> and better just love headlines also applies yes and came across this today from my email provider fastmail and this is a link to nomoregoogle.com privacy friendly alternatives to google that don't track you stay grumpy and healthy mark p.s eric is a great guest host he doesn't sound very grumpy at all though <laughs> uh, the uh, the privacy friendly alternatives to Google are it's at uh, nomoregoogle.com I checked it out no more web design either what an ugly ass site jeez <laughs> uh, good stuff in there though I voted for all my favorites Darren writes in I'm sure you've seen this and others have sent along but it's quite funny nonetheless 2020 Darwin Award nominee a Florida man was mauled by a leopard after paying $150 for a full contact experience. Well, sounds like he got what he paid for. Yes, one would argue he uh, he accomplished that. Yeah. Yes, got his <laughs> got his bang for his buck. Uh, also been using private internet access for a VPN through your affiliate program. Well, thank you very much. I know it's not much, but hope it helps a tiny bit. It does. Stay alive, Jason. I'm working on it. <laughs> working on it. Jay writes in, hey guys, long time grump here. I got swept away by 2020. I'm one of those people who 2020 has been kind to. I tuned back in recently after working 16-hour days. Not a humble brag. It's toxic, but sometimes necessary in short bursts. I was sad to hear it had wittened... Oh, he writ 
I think he meant whittled, whittled yeah, down. Whittled, whittled down and realized I'm one of those people. Hang in there. We're all coming back. I just tuned into another episode after rediscovering this common pastime of the land beyond time, which we used to live in. Anyway, I also found this fantastic video from back in 2004 about web design, which is all still relevant today. Does anyone ever learn? And this is a YouTube link to our very own Jason DeFilippo on Call for Help with Chris Perillo. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe they found that. <laughs> All the best guys. I've done my bit and donated 10 buckaroonies to help keep the lights on for anyone listening who's been giving support during this time. Don't forget to pay it forward, even if just a little stay grumpy. Thanks so much. And thanks for that blast for the past from Jason. Yes. I see you have a note in here, though. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yes. I, I I did load it up to take a look at it just for nostalgia sake. And I'm happy that I made it the uh, 666th view. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> and Matthias writes in, just an interesting film. British police breaking parties due to COVID rules. Just listen to them, how they handle the situation. I have a hard time believing cops doing it like this. Well, you should move to America. Uh, just the movie, not the text, but I'd love to hear you read Swedish. Here, arbiter British Polish Dupfist, gear ut 115,000 kroner i buter. How's that? <laughs> Close Sounds enough. Like a Swedish chef. Yep. That's what enough. I'm. That's, that's how I read it. That's, that, I grew up with the Swedish chef. Probably shouldn't do that too much, considering how many Swedish people we have on our Discord. But we love them all. We love <laughs> we all do. the Swedish people. We they do. keep giving me all my movies. Jake writes in, gentlemen, first, I have only experience with Celebrite, but when using the software, you have to mark what authorizes you to search a phone such as consent or search warrant. Second, at the federal level and all the states I've worked with, you can only access a phone, even an unprotected one, if you have consent or a search warrant. If police are conducting extractions without these, then hopefully some inspector generals are getting involved. The Fourth Amendment does apply to your phones, and I would imagine in almost all of these cases, they had search warrants. Also, you would be amazed at how often an alleged criminal will give you consent to search his phone, computer, car, etc. It sometimes feels as though they want to be caught. Okay. All right. Michael writes in, follow up from Barnes & Noble Data Breach. You would think they would change the max password length to something more than 15 characters with letters and at least one number. These days, I mostly use the local bookstore pages in downtown Manhattan Beach, but there is also a Barnes & Noble in Manhattan Beach. I just created a Barnes & Noble account over the summer to get some books shipped for my daughter to avoid the other book behemoth. I think the breach is just payback. Worse, when I created this account, I had to call Barnes & Noble to apply my existing rewards account to the new one. So, low-quality security and low-quality integrations. Why would you even question if they are still around? <laughs> well, I'm sure they don't have the bankroll to do all that very well, so yeah. that's the problem. Yep. Yep. And Brian writes in, sending this site because it overlaps with Brian's team and a tech story. Not sure if you have come across this site slash company before. If not, I would say that they fully embrace the AI as people description of AI, just not in the way most tech companies do. Their research is pretty cool, and they have an impressive track record with their past predictions, too. So this is unanimous.ai. We talked they, about uh, them. Yeah. yeah, we did. And they tout themselves here. Once again, unanimous AI correctly forecast the winner of the World Series before the season started. So they picked the Dodgers to win the World Series. And to be fair, so did everyone else. <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> the Dodgers were number one on everybody's poll to win the World Series this year. And they did. So there you go. <laughs> All right. People are AI. Yes, that's yep. true. 
And Barrett writes in, and yet more tech garbage, because lamps and smartphones apparently don't already exist. This looks like what is possibly the worst conceived device ever. And this is TikTok parent ByteDance launches its first gadget in a big education push. It's called the Dolly Smart Lamp, and it features a display camera and built-in digital assistant. I looked at this thing. It's $119, and you can kind of basically do everything that this thing does by Velcroing your smartphone to any <laughs> generic table lamp that you own. I suppose if your kid doesn't have a phone, this uh, might make true. some sense. That, but for $119, you can get an old Galaxy, you know? Come right. on. And it's, it, right. it, it, I mean, it looked okay, but still. Uh, ben writes in, looks like hackers stole $2.3 million from the Wisconsin GOP in the run-up to the election. And this is a, a link. Uh, Wisconsin Republican Party chairman says hackers stole $2.3 million from Trump re-election campaign. Oh, no. Uh, the party noticed suspicious activity on October 22nd and contacted the FBI. Uh, Hill said the hackers were able to manipulate invoices from four vendors who were being paid to send out direct mail for Trump's re-election efforts and to provide pro-Trump materials such as hats that could be handed out to supporters. Invoices were altered, so when the party paid them, the money went to the hackers instead of the vendors. Nice. Good job. Good job, hackers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want the hackers on uh, this one. Go team. <laughs> Tracy writes in, hi, Grumps. I'm no tech person, can barely work my iPhone, but love your podcast after coming across Jason on Jordan Harbinger's show. I'm currently going back and listening to your old podcasts. I've joined your Patreon and ordered some merch, so I'm hoping you're going to be around for a while. All the best from Oz. Signed, Grumpy Gal. Yes, thank you very much. We, for, With people like you, we will be around. That's true. Highlander writes in, hi, Grumps. Arse book is getting sued. Ain't it great? Looks good on them. Love the podcast. And this is a Canadian class action suit against Facebook, alleges misuse of personal information. And this goes all the way back to the Cambridge Analytica scandal. So, you know, the law moves, moves very slowly. Yep. And Vincent writes in, don't need this. I swear, winky emoji. Six apps to hide your secret nude photos. And he says, anyone who's tried dating online has this recurring nightmare. You show your friend, mom, Lyft driver, a nice photo on your phone, a picture of your dog at the beach, or the overpriced avocado toast you had for brunch, and then they start swiping. Suddenly, the nosy phone, hold, the nosy phone <laughs> holder swipes one photo too far, and bam, they're hit with an explicit photo of your land down under. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can see uh, see that being very useful for a lot of people, especially yeah. if you're dating. Yes. Uh, Cameron writes in, Dave literally activated my Google Assistant twice while I was listening in the car. thought you might get a kick out of that. Always. Yes. yes. Justin writes in, hey, Grumps, I keep hearing a comment about how wireless charging is terribly inefficient and is going to destroy the environment. And while I love the sentiment, I really feel like the amount of energy that's wasted is so small that it's just a non-issue. Jason's mentioned some difficulties with alignment and the phone not charging, so we'll treat that as a separate issue. But don't write off the technology for environmental reasons. Thanks for your work and grump on. Math and sources below. <laughs> okay, so I, I, yeah, I went through all of this, and I, still, my argument would be uh, it's compound interest. Mm -hmm. Study compound scale. interest. There's, there's a reason why if you invest $5 when you're five years old, it becomes a lot more money later on. If you think about the amount of people and the number of years they're going to be using these things, I'm just saying let's do something that's more efficient. It there just makes go. sense. Mm -hmm. And Mark andre writes in, hey, guys, I hope you are holding up. Eh, sort of. <laughs> Two of your favorite platforms, Medium and Airbnb, combined for your enjoyment. And this is an article over at Medium, Medium. about 
get ready for Airbnb's IPO to blow away expectations. And I hope it fucking doesn't. Nope. <laughs> so. Also, <laughs> clickbait. <clears throat> yep. That too. It's, it's a fucking ad. Yeah. Shiloh from Baltimore writes in, I was recently engaging in some deeply disgraceful consumerism and had the opportunity to get some AirPods Pro on the cheap. They're great, but I'd recommend the Jabra Elite Active 75T even more. The mics are better and the sound is a bit more punchier. Only real downer is they can't each operate independently like the AirPods Pro can. But aside from that, they're phenomenal. Also, what do you guys think about Elon Musk rolling out Tesla's full self-driving car mode? Color me skeptical. Color you an episode behind. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, you know, that whole only being able to use both at the same time sucks because when I'm yeah. out for a walk, you have to take one out, charge it and then swap it, charge it. And then you got two ears again. That is a, a major feature, not a bug. Yep. Agreed. Judy writes in Barnes and Noble fun fact. My God, this is the most Barnes and Noble has probably been mentioned in a long <laughs> time anywhere. Well, I want some ad money, damn it. <laughs> I work at a community college and wanted to let you know that we contract with Barnes & Noble for textbooks and class requirements. We don't have a physical bookstore. I don't know if that's the case with other schools, but every community college in Washington State uses them for textbooks. Love you guys. Ah, good to know. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. That they, that's probably their, yeah, this, that's it. That's their final bout of revenue. In Lars writes in, probably nothing shocking to you or your audience, but I thought this article helps highlight an unseen cost to our online shopping obsessions. And it's Amazon's warehouses have more costly workplace injury claims than meatpacking or logging, says Washington State. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, that doesn't look good. So. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> uh, Jake writes in, you guys said... They should make a corner tree in episode 479. Well, here you go. The Park Avenue Corner Tree. Suitable for small spaces and city dwellers, our new Park Avenue Corner Tree with True Nature Evershape registered trademark is the perfect solution for those who have extremely limited space but do not want to compromise high-quality tree design. I have completely changed my mind on the corner tree idea because this tree looks like it's hiding from an alcoholic father after a bender. It is, it is, yeah. it is literally cowering in the corner. So, it's, yes, I've changed my mind. It's a little pathetic looking. <laughs> it really is. It's really bad. Yeah. And Alex says, Quibi is dead. Shocking. But besides being a stupid idea, they also had a shady practice to get around paying writers and actors their full due. And this is a Twitter thread by John Wick. Uh, J-A-W-N, Wick, clever, must be one of those writers that got screwed over, I guess. <laughs> and they say, by playing credits between each act instead of commercials, Quibi claimed a 10-episode season was actually 40 low-budget, under-12-minute episodes, allowing them to skirt SAG Actors Unions and uh, – oh, SAG is the Actors Union, yes – and yep. uh, the Writers Guild of America, their minimums. So they were a scab-based business model. Well, guess what? I guess Quibi got uh, karma'd. Look, uh, what what drives me nuts is a little bit earlier in the episode, we went through their burn rate. What were they spending that money on? Seriously? Oh, you know what it was? Hmm. Spielberg. Hmm. And the, the big names. They paid it on the big names, but they didn't give the money to the people who actually made the shit, which is, I'm sorry, welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. And Carol writes in, you you have to see this, and this is over at Reddit, interesting Tesla stoplight detection. <laughs> have a good weekend. PS1 per week is fine. Enjoy life. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this Thank was you. hilarious. It's basically these banner signs that Tesla's tried to figure out were stoplights or not, and they were not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which goes back to everything that we've ever said when all this stuff came to be. It's, yep. easy, to, it's easy to spoof. It's easy to hack. Yep. Completely. 
Eric writes in, hello, relatively new listener here, but I was going through the backlog and noticed you guys used to talk about stocks but stopped. If you'd be so kind, would you consider going back to talking about them? I'm really interested in starting to invest, but really have no idea how it works. Thanks for the laughs and the thoughts. Hope you can go back to doing two podcasts a week someday. P.S. Please come to Brazil. Uh, we don't do live shows. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Here's the deal. Check out our Stock Talk channel on Discord, and you can sign up for that at GOG.show slash Discord, where Martins is always talking about all of his crazy stuff, and we've got more people on there talking about it. I'm not going to be investing in stocks. I don't know if Brian is, but not for the show anymore, period. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe maybe if things get back to normal, but it's just been too volatile recently and insane. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about it at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, we talked about it when we had disposable income. <laughs> Ain't none of that lying around. Yeah. I spent it all on my gear. <laughs> Ralph writes in, hi, Grumps. At long last, squeeze boobs are being freed on Instagram and Facebook next week. Turns out that content filtering, both human and machine, has had an inherent bias against certain black women. And this is from The Guardian. The photo sharing app owned by Facebook was accused of hypocrisy and racism in allowing an abundance of photos of semi-naked skinny white women on its feeds, but deleting those photos by black women in similar poses. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Thanks for continuing your podcast, even at its reduced rate. Well, I'm happy that uh, any reason will bring un untethered boobs to our feeds. Boobs for life. Boobs for life. Barrett writes in, hey, Jason, I have a whole new income stream for you. Just build a fake airplane set in your garage. This is an article of Daily Beast. How Instagrammers are faking the luxury of a private jet for just $64 an hour. And he says you might have to charge extra if they want the pups to influence as well. And yeah, this is a place here in LA. That's, it's just a, it's a studio. You can go in and influencers go there all the time and Pretend rent it out and plane. take some pictures yeah so, so dumb dicks on a plane <laughs> over at itunes we have a five-star rating from grapefruit man who said k and then kk <laughs> you know what that works okay. <laughs> that works we get the we look we get the numbers thanks grapefruit man and we got a five star from Jack Mullins in Australia. And this is Grumpy Gal. You don't have to be tech. You just have to listen. You will love this podcast. And another five star from Dan P, who says an eclectic collection of tech, sci-fi, and life. Jason and Brian offer opinions on everything from sci-fi fiction, movies, and TV, life in Southern California, and now Toronto, and how the tech industry has gone to hell in a wicker basket. If that doesn't catch your attention enough, listen to how Jason is constantly digging himself out of a financial <laughs> hole. See, or, last comment. <laughs> or pull a foot out of an early grave. Still working on that one. <laughs> For Spice, Dave Bittner will jump in to sing a few lines from The Music Man or discuss his furry addiction along with the day's security topics. Sounds weird? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And I, I, I said Jack Mullins, I believe, on the last one. It's Jackie Mullins. That's why she's grumpy gal. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guinness works. Uh, this next one comes from Podcast Addict from The Hobbit 81 with a five-star rating. Aussie review here. Love the show, the snark, and the politics. I recommend the podcast to my techie friends and will continue to do so. Looking to donate on Patreon soon. I teach IT, virtual and in-person when not locked down, and I have found your podcast useful to keep abreast while so also staying awake. Stay healthy and grumpy in equal portions. I sense the Guinness is really taking hold now. It really is. It's really getting <laughs> difficult. Can we wrap this fucking thing up, man? If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a five-star and snarky review. As we've learned from this episode, it doesn't take very many keystrokes to leave us a review. <laughs> K. 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 
And if you're on Overcast, please click those stars. We're still trying to get back to the top just because it's a matter of pride. Closing shout outs. Well, obviously this week we have to give a closing shout out to Sean Connery. So, uh, yep. He died at the age of 90, which was a good run. I got to give him a good run. Uh, good run. Good life. Uh, one of the funniest things I saw on Twitter was something like how many wi- wives are being annoyed right now by their husbands attempting to do Sean Connery impressions. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and a shout out to everyone in the U.S. that voted. And I'm not going to say that condescending bullshit that everybody on the news says about voting for who you want. If you voted for Trump, suck a bag of balls. Damn it. We're over this shit. I'm with you on that. I've got to give a shout out to Canada. Um, I've got to say uh, I'm here. I'm in a two week mandatory quarantine period because they actually have a coordinated federal response, a government level response to uh, the coronavirus. Um, They are on it. They are. They call us every other day or so. They're they're checking in on us. They're asking how we're doing. They're making. Would you like some poutine? Not quite that wonderful. They haven't shown up with deliveries, but they do check to make sure that you know how to get food and things of that nature should you need them. Uh, God, it's nice to have a functioning government. It's insane. It's crazy. So, you know, why don't you guys work on that? Because I'm coming back there. So get me a functioning government before I come back. Okay, everybody? Go vote. But you're not coming back for good. You're coming back to pack up your shit and go back up north. Come on. You're, You're sneaking in to get your goods. I want it as an option. (laughs) All right, everybody, stay calm, stay safe. Don't be an idiot out there. Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmester. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. The show is a labor of love, but your support keeps the show going. If you like the show, please visit GOG.show slash donate to help us out. We'll love you forever. Or visit GOG.show slash shop and pick up some good old-fashioned GOG swag. If you can't do that, then please pass the show along to a friend. Word of mouth is the only way the show grows, so spread the grump far and wide. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 482. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, buy our swag, and get links to stuff we like. Stay happy. I'm Canadian now. I can't be grumpy. Fuck you. <laughs> Re-verify or arrange to target. One ping only. Captain, I, I, I just... Give me a ping, Vasily. One ping only, please. Hi, Captain.